driven. Created. You are listening to the B Velocity podcast, and this is episode 13. I'm Deborah. And I'm Ellie, your host, and we'll be speaking to our guest this evening, Devin Hoffman. Devin is a lead manufacturing engineer at GE Power, as well as being the owner of Divine Force Racing. We'll be mostly <laughs> talking about so many different things to do with engineering. Hello, Devin, and welcome, and thank you so much for joining us. You are our second international guest, and we all get so excited about this. So, (laughs) yeah, and it's season two as well, so we are even more excited to have you on. And how have you been? Tell us a little bit about what's been going on and about you, really. Let's go from there. (laughs) Hey, guys, thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited. I know we've been trying to do this for a while, and I'm glad it finally worked out. Um, Yeah, no, so I'm I'm doing great, like, the weather is great here. Um, we don't have a whole lot going on that's super crazy to talk about other than, you know, gas prices over here. I don't know how they are where you're at, but they're ridiculous <laughs> here. <laughs> where are you located in the U.S.? So I'm in South Carolina. Um, it's on the East Coast of, uh, yeah, so below North Carolina, if that helps you. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's considered the South, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a pretty humid, sticky place to live, but it's beautiful, so. That's <laughs> a bit like here at the minute. We're going through like a heat wave. Oof. Yeah. But it's like a 35 degree heat wave. I don't know what if that is in like Fahrenheit, but it must be quite high. So yeah, it's been very warm here today. Today was the first day I wore a hoodie to go to oh. the shop. So yeah, the weather's getting a bit cooler, but it's going to go to 32, I think, tomorrow again. So it's going to be warm. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, how has like been the pandemic been over there, and how you've been like coping with like your job and everything in between, and everything that's gone on obviously the past two years or so. So um, I I know things are different with everybody, probably with the pandemic, but like the um, the South, not to say they don't they're different, but they're different. Um, I never stopped going to work at all. (laughs) Um, we had some of us that did, but like the people that actually need to be on the floor to go there, we all still went there. So it wasn't completely different for me. Um, the best part was there was like no traffic. That was amazing. Um, (laughs) so I was pretty happy about that. I mean, we did still have to wear like the masks and all that, but, um, our business just never stopped because, you know, we power electricity for the world, not just the USA, but like we have power plants over there too so it's kind of essential that you know we get stuff done like it's you know I'd love to have a job where I can be like yeah, now I can stay home this is awesome but unfortunately um we have to keep running the machines we have to keep working with the operators and keeping things going so for me honestly I 
I didn't really notice <laughs> other than wearing a mask on the, on the manufacturing floor, which is like, I don't know if you guys ever done that, but that is not comfortable. <laughs> it is hot. It is hot on the manufacturing floor and like, they don't have air conditioning. And it's just like, it did, it did help a little bit because then I was like, well, I don't got to do my makeup now. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we, we kept going as things were pretty, pretty normal. Our cafeteria shut down, which was kind of lame, but it just like proved me to make myself so healthy. <laughs> oh that's terrible you can't even go and have snacks <laughs> I, I love snacks like anybody who knows me <laughs> we're 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 um big snack fans over here so it's all good yeah. <laughs> I, I know i've just been to the shop and i did put some biscuits down i was like i really need to go to the gym tomorrow and i was like i can't sit and work from home and have more biscuits so I had to literally put them back I was like I can't do this anymore oh I love it we're gonna get along great (laughs) (laughs) right I'm gonna do this bit because Ellie loves it and I love going back down memory lane so let's go back to the very beginning of your journey could you explain how you got into your job role and how long you've been in the industry for um as I said off air, you do have a very impressive CV and I'm very much keen to explore it. Okay, so going all the way back, um, you know, I, I honestly, I started out as this like weird kid um, in, in school <laughs> um, and I just kind of like fell in love with race cars. Like my family, they are, we're military. Um, and so we moved a lot and then I would like hear all the cool cars. Like when people get back from the military, you know, they have money. What do they do with their money when you're young and you love cars? You buy awesome cars. So I would always hear these cars and I'd be like, I don't know what that thing is, but I want it. And, you know, the one that caught my attention the most was the GTO. And I heard that a lot. And I was like drooling. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Um, So fast forward into going into school, I started doing the CAD um, classes. I started doing the shop classes like mostly kind of being antisocial and just doing things that I can do on my own without having to work in groups too much, as bad as that sounds. But I was like, I walked around with my car books on how to build turbochargers and blueprinting engines. Like I had a problem. Um, and I was convinced I was going to be a mechanic. Um, that was probably, you know, I, I have a lot of props for people that want to be a mechanic. Um, but like I volunteered at shops to like sweep their floors, to learn how to work on cars and things like that, because I didn't go to automotive. You know, I was like, I'm going to be an engineer, but I thought that meant also being a mechanic for some reason. So I tried that. I really didn't care about people's minivans and cars they didn't take care of. So I was like, performance mechanic, that's maybe what it is, you know, because people didn't really take care of their stuff. And I realized I quickly didn't care. Um, I wanted to make things go faster and improve things, you know, and that's kind of what jumpstarted my career is knowing that I want to improve things, you know, and then learning about turbochargers, like, that was, I was obsessed. Like my associate's program, you know, I went for um, mechanical engineering technology, which is just a two-year program, but it's super hands-on um, and it's to get you like in the trade field. So I started, you know, um, trying to design turbochargers um, and bothering people like Borg Warner and stuff to like do my 3D print. And they were so awesome. Um, and I didn't realize how hard it was to do that. Um, <laughs> but that's when I learned and like got to see so many different programs like CF Turbo. I think that's over there where you guys are at. That program is insanely cool. Like I would love to pick those people's brains one day. Um, 
And then I kind of realized, okay, maybe building turbochargers, you got you to walk before you run kind of thing. So I, I got a couple um, just CAD jobs to design things. So on my spare time I, for the shops I worked with, I still designed like basic things like flanges. If they need an extra flange, I'm like, I got you, fam. You know, I can do this. We can put this on the, on the printer or the water jet, and this would be great. You know, I made friends with everybody that ran the water jet, or I learned how to do it myself. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just things like that. Or, you know, I ran the Haas, and so we could just make one real quick on the CNC. <laughs> um, so I did things like that while I did um, computer-aided drafting jobs, which was, like, designing. I actually designed stuff on golf carts for a while because that was, like, the first job I could kind of, like, get that was manufacturing and, like, engineering-ish. Um, yeah, I realized I didn't like that. Um, it wasn't fast enough, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I learned a lot of cool like, skills, had, but I was like, oh, what was the coolest thing is when I went to Textron after I worked at Club Car, I went to Textron and um, that was a little bit of DOD, but they also um, do side-by-sides. So side-by-sides, yeah, you guys know what those are. Those are so cool. Like you can go race those through like the mountains and all the stuff. So we would make improvements on ones and then we would have like a family day where we would go like test it and try to break it and see how how long like our improvements would last it was so awesome it was our r&d kind of thing um and we did have to do reports on what did break and how not to have that happen again but it was cool (laughs) um so then uh, a bunch of us got laid off from that um um, you know it's government funded um that happens um so i was not upset. I was so excited. I started working at a performance shop full time um, and went back for my bachelor's because I was kind of just tired of just doing CAD work only. I wanted to be more of an engineer. You know, I wanted to be follow it through the whole process and not just design somebody else's idea. Mm. Um, you know, and I wanted to see it come to life more than I was able to. So I started working at a performance shop full time while I was going to school. And then I got a call from BMW, ironically, while I was cussing out a BMW car. Um, <laughs> of who engineered this. And if I ever engineered this piece of crap, I would um, do better. And then they called me and I started working for them as well. So I did all three. I didn't want to give up on any of it because I I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, <laughs> and so I started doing um, like more of the manufacturing side of the engineering um, in BMW. And it was awesome. You know, I started learning about Popeyokes and Kara Curry and like, how do we mistake proof things and how can we use gravity to put things down the line and like just cool things like that, that I would have never thought about, like how the process flow works and more like lean manufacturing. Um, you know, and it was great. I did that for like two years, but then I wanted more. Um, you know, I started working with my, my race team because during all that, I was trying to figure out how do I race and have fun with my hobby. Um, and they had like all kinds of like Haas machines and everything and like Akumas. And I was like, man, I really, I want to get back into this aspect of it. So GE, here I am with them. I am now lead manufacturing engineer with them and I get to do all of that. So I get to take these castings from like the cast house. And I get to help them um, go through the process, the machining process of how we meet the drawing print. So while it's still not my idea, which I'm cool with, but like I get to help make that happen. And we get to make tweaks on the machines. And I work with my team of operators and um, MEs. Those are the guys that are helping fix the machines and fixtures when they go bad um, and help us just like improve that. And we're continuously building on like 
what new machines can we have and like how, how many different ops can we actually fit in this machine? You know, we have everything from Haas, from wires, from like booms, grinders, um, lasers now, um, you name it. And it's just such an exciting place to grow if you really love machining and making cool shit. <laughs> now, something that's bring to mind, and I'm sure Ali's got a question, so I'm just going to say, wait a minute. Um, when you was working at BMW, what would you say was the biggest achievement on a project with them? Um, you know, so we had like more like um, some supplier issues, Yeah. Um, you know, and so I kind of helped design one of the rear diffusers um, on one of the X6s, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was, a, it was an M, but, um, you know, I kind of helped with that project. We had some problems with like what the suppliers were giving us and not, and I, you know, at BMW, it's a big team thing. So it's really hard to have like a one individual. Yeah. But um, that one was good because we actually brought the suppliers over and like talked to them and we, they were so cool. And we put the whole thing on the body of white, which is like um, a blank car. Right. Yeah. So we put the whole thing on a body of white and we spent probably three days trying to figure out why is this inconsistent and going through all the data, you know, using the neurology and stuff. And we kind of found out like there was like a different in temperature of how they were curing things. And that's like what it was. We're like, wow, all this work. And that was you. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, that was really cool because it was a problem that we couldn't figure out. Like every time we would try to put it on, it would be so inconsistent. And we'd keep having quality holds and the line moves fast. Like it mm. can't even go down for five minutes. Like that's ridiculous. It is not like that at GE. It is much slower, which is kind of nice. But <laughs> yeah, BMW, that was cool. And then I, you know, I care, I come up with a couple pokey oaks. Um, to just help operators in the line install things better. Um, you know, like just install like the wheels better. Like I came up with a different pattern. They could just put it on there without scratching it. And, you know, um, the stuff for like the American cars have this um, little, uh, little, I guess, little rubber piece that has to go in the headlight part. Yeah. Um, and like the other cars don't, I guess, mm. we mess with them. I don't know. <laughs> so that was always hard for them to put in there. So we kind of made, I made a tool that would be able to put it in there. So the operator wouldn't keep dropping it and trying to like put it in there manually. And you know, the whole thing, it just, it would be crazy. (laughs) You know, so we did like little things like that, that actually made a difference other than helping just um, design new process flows, you know, so we balanced the line to where we had enough tack time and things like that. So that's about as like cool as like a difference that I got to make there, but it was. Mm. Wow. Still an achievement. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. How do you like find time between probably your work life and how like your hobby essentially? So obviously we're going to get touch on this a little bit more in the next part. But how do you find the time because there's just so much that you've done in probably such a short space of time? What? How do you wind down on a Saturday and Sunday, or do you just? want to go racing or and obviously like how do you combine the two together yeah um so I don't know how the hell I did that before um, especially when I was going to school I was working full-time because I would work at BMW in my shop that I worked at I worked there one for experience and then two so I could work on my car for free um because I didn't have all the tools in a lift <laughs> so I was like hey you know we can't transactionalize this be great um but it was an hour and a half away so um that was smart on my end and then I went to school at the same time like trying to finish my bachelor's from Embry-Riddle so it was getting my manufacturer my mechanical engineering degree so 
I did all three of those things and I don't remember a lot of how I did it, honestly, at this point. Like, um, I just kept pushing through, like, um, my boss for the racing team, he used to like call me at weird hours because he'd be at the shop and he'd be like, how are you writing these essays at 2 a.m.? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just doing it. You know, and I would be at the shop or I'd be at um, races and I would be like working at my homework in between. You know, I think I just honestly, I am just uh, annoyingly persistent and it just made it happen. Now I feel like when I'm that things have calmed down, it's weird. I always feel like I'm missing something and I'm not doing something like there's something I forgot like maybe homework I forgot, even though I'm not in school anymore. Um, <laughs> but so I, I honestly, I think like I've kind of gotten to the opposite of like, now I nap at races. Like my race team, they know they're like, oh, where's Devin? She's either snacking or she's napping. I don't know. And <laughs> I do. Yeah. It's, it's, I think I'm just tired now. Like I'm getting old and stuff. Um, but no, I, I, I try to race and try to race every once a month so I can get up the energy to do that. Um, but in between that, like I, you know, I, I do wind down on Saturdays and Sundays and I love staying in my apartment probably because I do so much. I love staying home on my heating pad, just relaxing. It is so nice. And I love farmer's markets in the morning. So like, you know, I feel a little productive. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Um, right. Let's talk about Devin Force Racing a bit more. So your business what sort of championships have you got involved with or to go on to the next part of this question what other championships would you like to be involved in um so yeah so divine force racing is something I started to like have as like my own thing um and carry my own brand like I love working with companies and people that support me um but it was more of something just to kind of separate myself as the engineer driver that way I could not put myself in a box um I, so I am a very like grassroots driver. So unfortunately I don't have any cool championships and stuff that we do, but we have really cool grassroots things that we do, like, which is a super lap battle. We race at Coda, the F1 track every year and half the time I'm just happy to be there. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that track. I watch it on TV and yeah. I love it. Yeah. I think, I think it's yeah one of my favorites, I think from last season. Right? Yeah. I yeah. think it's amazing. No, like rolling up there with my, my race team and we're on a hauler and, you know, it's me and my partner and we have, it's just, it's just like, I'm just happy to be here at this point. I don't care if it's grassroots or not. It's still so official and it's like so cool. You know, I really, I really love doing that. Um, you know, so I, I race with grid life, um, um, and, uh, global time attack and super lap battle. You know, I, re I really love where I'm at right now because with my race team, the parts that are on my car, I kind of help test and develop those. So staying at a grassroots level has really benefited me right now because my car, you can look at it and anything you want on my car, you can go buy now because we've tested it, it's tested by me and my team. So if I were to like go up to another level of racing, I feel like I would have to start all over car wise because like this is my angle right now is re like relatable race car, you know, which I love. Um, I have worked with a couple teams, uh, in like IMSA doing like data acquisition and stuff. And I think that stuff is great. I just, you know, I don't know what it is. Maybe because I'm an engineer and I'm a little weird. I really just love grassroots. Like if I had an opportunity that was paid for, I'm not saying I wouldn't take it. I'm just saying, I really like where the passion is and 
the I love the grassroots. It just seems so much more exciting. And it's not as, it's not as uptight to me, you know, um, my job is already uptight enough. So I really want something laid back, you know? So, um, I, I feel like that's probably not a super cool answer, but I, I would probably do like something like TCA. That would be really cool. Um, but I don't know something about grassroots. There's so many talented people out there and people that race professionally come down and play with us and they're surprised. So it's like, yeah, we just don't have the money for it. That's all. We're good. <laughs> so the, these people, my peers there, they keep pushing me and building me. And it's such a great community. Honestly, I'm really happy here. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I do want to race over there though, where you guys uh -huh. are at. I do want to race over there at some point. Like I want to drive on every track in the country. That is a thing now. <laughs> yes, I fully recommend that. Um, it's nice what you've just mentioned there because there's something similar Um like in the lower level championships, like based in the UK, there is more of a friendly atmosphere. Um, it's it's like a family, but yeah. as soon as you start going up a level, yeah, not yeah. for me. Not I would love me. to work on those teams, and yeah. you know, I've gotten um, a couple experiences where I could, where I was able to do that, like as mm. a data like engineer intern co op. Like I have some really awesome contacts that are like more than willing to mentor me and kind of open that door a little bit and allow yeah. me to like, like, like they show me what I, what I need to do and what the job would look like. And, mm. you know, I actually almost got a couple paid gigs, which was really cool, but like, yeah, seeing it from that aspect and like job wise, hell yeah. yeah. Racing, yeah. I'm like, I'm watching what these guys are going through and I'm like, Hmm. Yeah. You can't nap. Can you? a lot of a lot of people come on the podcast and we obviously ask like what their ambitions are for the future and everything along them lines and everyone has such like grand plans and it's amazing because we obviously want those like people to achieve what they want but that is just the most realistic answer I think we've had of just want to stay where you are and just kind of progress and help the car like move forward and not want to be on the podium of like x y and z and obviously a lot of people we have on do and we obviously we support them every way we can but I think that's just the most realistic answer of that's not for you that's it you're happy where you are and honestly thank you for saying that I think it might relate to a lot of our listeners because yeah they might feel so pressurized by friends and family or whoever or people on social media etc and probably people listening to this might actually think a step back saying, hang on, I'm a little bit happier where I am. So honestly, thank you for that. Right. Yeah, no, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, it's taken me a while to kind of accept that, like, that's what I want to, because obviously like, so like my, my team, you know, I'm on this rig. It's awesome. I'm with like a really good pro, like he's, he's dri driven for a while. His car's like crazier than mine, you know, but I'm with like IEG over there is like the best Subaru team, you know, and I'm sitting over here freaking out. And I'm like half in tears every time I'm not doing good. And I have this engineer sent to work on my car from like KW and Moto IQ. And I'm like, this is a dream, but I'm sitting over here freaking out because I like want to do good. And I want to like do this. And, you know, it took probably this season for me to, because I'm still new in this. So this is only my third year starting. It took probably this season to realize, wait, this is supposed to be fun. Like these people are here because they believe in me. Like this isn't the people that I work with, you know, like this isn't the higher level of racing and. I can, I don't have to be the best. Like they still like love and support me. Like they, as long as I improve and beat my best, you know, and I'm listening to feedback and I'm doing that stuff and I'm, I could just have fun. This is great. Like I need to just have fun and not have this pressure, you know? And that's when I started to fully like, kind of like 
relax and be like, it's okay that I love grassroots and I'm here for it. <laughs> no, thank you for that. Also, when you're going racing, like, have you found a difference of like, obviously it might be a little bit different here than it is to the US, but what is the difference between like the men and women? Do you see like a clear ratio or do you see like more women getting into the industry and wanting to race at like grassroots level or is it more like male dominated? Oh, it's tons of guys, tons of guys. You have like, I feel like it's always funny because like when you pull up to the track, you're like, is that a wife or is that a driver? Can't tell, you know, um, <laughs> you know, it's like you're just waiting and you're just staring at this random couple be like, please be the girls that's driving. And, you know, um, it's, I mean, I think we're getting better, but mm. like, honestly, I think like when I first, first started doing like HPDE and working my way up to like get my race license. I, I saw like two chicks maybe, you know? Um, and then now I see like three or four, which is cool. <laughs> uh, it's, it's getting there, but I just noticed that it's still a, an intimidating sport, you know, and, you know, it, it really depends if you get with a good series. Cause sometimes you can get with like different series that just don't really, they're not against it, but they're just not really uplifting, you know, and you can get really like discouraged pretty quickly if you don't get in with like kind of like a good series who is here to help you anybody you know so I um I tried now as I'm starting to work with like schools and stuff I try to start like, these girls and even boys but like I try to start them out and I'm like hey you know come to my race let's talk about like what you can do and kind of set them on a, on a path like so they can at least like one learn the physics behind it and get interested the manufacturing behind it and just like how what they're learning in school is actually going to relate to this and I try to show them like, yeah, you girls can go race here. Like we can, this is going to be great. Like you can, you can do it. You're probably the only chick, but we can do it. You know, um, I think women's track days have kind of helped that, but I think it's also starting to somewhat, it, it's a fine line because it could segregate you too. You know, like you want to go out there with boys. You just want to be a racer. Like I'm not trying to be a girl racer. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to go out there and have fun and whoop that guy's ass <laughs> because he's fast and I want to catch him, you know? So um, I, I think that um, as long as we're continuing to put that like uh, unity idea out there and like show people that you can do it and get them a little more comfortable, um, you know, I hope that we'll start to see more of that, you know, and we're just all having fun because the more people that are out there, the more competition there is and it's fun. <laughs> That's how it should be. It's fun. Yes. <laughs> Now, we've probably briefly touched on this. Um, so could you go, just go into a little bit more detail in what sort of services does Devon Force Racing provide, just in case someone wants to get in contact and use your services? Yes. Okay. So obviously, I'm um, a growing grassroots driver, you know, so I'm happy to do that. But I'm, I'm really doing, like, data acquisition for cars. Like, I can do moment tag, aim, um, you know, um, learn, learning Cosworth. That one's really hard, but you know, I'm happy to do like work like that and continue to build on a team. Um, but I also do like a lot of engineering services, you know, so that's like some of my relationships with my partners. So if they need any like quality, they need me to come in and do an audit on their team and do some quality audits, lean manufacturing suggestions, and just how to improve processes and get a different eye. Sometimes when you have somebody that's not there, do this audit, you, you know, you, you know, a lot. And then I'm happy to help like with um, new standard workflows and things like that. Just really the ROI behind it. Like, yeah, I can do the social media stuff too. Like, that's great. 
Um, you know, I'm, I enjoy making content with other companies, but what I'm really, really passionate about is actually helping them behind the closed doors of how they can make quality parts faster, better, you know, and that's just my thing. So happy to help anybody with that. That's kind of like what I would love to do and tech articles. Like if people want me to test and like help them like do some R and D on some stuff, I'm happy to like write about it. If you want that, um, you know, I do work with Meadow IQ. They're always looking for people, um, and new ideas to talk about. So I offer that platform as well. Now I mentioned BMW, um, in what achievement you've done on that side, what kind of, what's been your biggest achievement with your own business to date? I'm probably being where I'm at now. (laughs) You know, like I'm, you know, it's, it's crazy because like I, I'm like so thankful for, to be where I'm at. Like I get paid by companies to like come in and do that. Like they care enough about my opinion and they care enough about, um, like, you know, my expertise to like actually build and problem solve with me. Like I, I'm flattered. They like take my opinion seriously. Cause you know, sometimes a woman in this industry, they're like, Oh yeah. Okay, cool. You know, <laughs> but I mean, they, I, I think honestly, just being able to get paid for to help people with what I'm actually passionate about. That's cool for me, you know, because like, it's not even my, like what I want to say, my real job, you know, and to, to see it work and to see people want my services and want my help. Um, that has been so exciting and so rewarding. So how do you find like, um, a strong group of people, obviously you work with, like, where do you begin if people are thinking about wanting to start like their own team? Like, how do you, start like what what network of people do you need to begin with and how important is it to have like a strong connection with people you need people um that are going to constantly want to grow and that are always going to want to improve things i i found it's usually probably better when you have make friends with people that are a little bit more successful than you because then they kind of don't want to hold you down like you know it's not a competition anymore they're more excited I feel like the people that are more established are more excited to help build you up because they they were where you were at so I think that you know if you go to like a shop that's been around for a while you know they're excited to teach you all the stuff and help you grow and that's been my thing like I started out at a couple places that were new and I was like oh we can grow together um, that has backfired probably every single time. Um, you know, it turns into a competition and you don't want a competition when you're trying to learn and we should all be on the same team. You know, I'm not saying that's for everybody, but that was my experience twice. So, um, lessons learned there. Um, I think it's important to have a shop that is well-established and knows what they're doing. Um, you know, I established that relationship with IAG through installing their parts, um, on customer stuff and giving them feedback and, um, just kind of picking their brain. And then I became on that team you know, which is incredible. But then furthermore, I made relations with Moto IQ, like with Mike Kojima, like he is an amazing well-known engineer, you know, so there's another aspect. So I have the shop, you have the engineers who know way more than you, which is, you never want to be the smartest person in the room. You know, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So I, I have like these people I can pull knowledge from who just want to help you build and just want to do cool race car shit. And then I have my friends like Gabby Downing and Lucia and stuff that do like the social media aspect that really teach me about like how important social media is because like, I'm naturally like, (laughs) you know, um, but they are expressing like how important it is to have your brand and have this stuff. So they're half the reason I'm even like on Instagram and knowing to push my worth, you know, so really having 
somebody in all different aspects of like social media, someone to work and develop your car and then the engineering side. I think that is so essential to have like friends in different groups of that, you know, and that has what, that is what has allowed me to exceed as far as I've tried so far. And it's just getting further, you know, I like like your answer. Love the answer. Yes. And I'm going to jump into this one. What's next? What's in the pipeline for you? What are you working on? Is there anything you can tell us? (laughs) um so no we just got the car up and running again so I we will have to figure out any kinks or anything that we'll be working out with that but I mean honestly I'm so I'm getting in potentially getting a new job soon um and I'll be um doing something with breakthrough breakthrough technology um or something along the line of that um to be determined, but, uh, that is in the works. So I'm excited about that, but that's also going to allow me a lot more flexibility. Um, I am excited to, like, I told you about like having people in your corner that want to build you up mm. social media wise. I am being pushed and encouraged to, um, try to start more of the social media aspect of what I do and work with shops in manufacturing places that want me to talk about their machining aspects and talk about why their products are that. So I'm excited to kind of take that jump because I don't, I'm one of those people. I'm like, why would they want to hear what I have to hear? They can just learn that. That's great. You know? So and I'm excited to take that jump in me and like, kind of try that and see if people actually care about what I have to say. And hopefully it informs people and maybe it's relatable and I can explain it. And manufacturers love the, the bridge between the consumer and what they're doing, you know? So I'm excited to try that and take their advice and we'll see how that goes. Um, but I'm also excited because eventually, you know, I want to start saving up. I'm harassing my team like crazy to build this BRZ, um, or depending on how much money I make, I might get a BMW. I want to go wheel to wheel racing. I really do. I just want to do it. It looks so much fun. So that is my next goal. Like I want to continue to improve as a time attack driver. Obviously I don't want to give that up. Um, this is my problem. I want to do it all. Um, <laughs> but I want to get another car to start doing wheel to wheel because like, man, that, that shit looks fun. And I got a little bit of an experience with it, um, in my car. It's just not really set up for that. So it was, uh, fun, but I was really scared of like any kind of contact with it. Cause I have so much arrow. <laughs> I was yeah. like, it's not cool. Um, so yeah, those are the things that I'm really, really excited for career, just going for things that I in my head feel like are scary, like social media to me is terrifying. Um, but (laughs) I am, you know, just trying to like go for it, but I I have such a great team behind me that believes in me and is constantly pushing me outside of my comfort zone. And I think that is so essential to my growth. I'm going to say, yeah, I think you're going to be an absolute natural when it comes to the social media stuff, because just being your authentic self is enough and how you're coming across with us I've just had this smile on my face the whole time because of all the knowledge you know and if you're you're just going to transfer that over to all the people that are listening and that's going to transform your social media so thank you (laughs) you've so got this and I can't wait to see the content when it comes out yeah and speaking of which then where can we find you on social media? 
So yeah, I, I've been like a person that it's just, honestly, I've just stuck to Instagram because it's like the easiest, my comfort zone kind of thing. I do want to start expanding on that and kind of making reels, but I have recently been pushed to make a TikTok. So at some point I'm going to make a TikTok. Deb is very good on the TikToks. Deb is very good on the TikToks. She does quite well. Okay, yes. so we might have to talk. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start one, but it will be under Divine Force Racing, just like my Instagram is. Um, Facebook, I don't really, you know, I'm more like very personal on Facebook. I don't really try to push anything. I do do the same post just because why not? And like, you know, that, with that. Um, but I think eventually I'll start to like get back into the YouTube. I've been really slacked off on YouTube. It's just hard to edit that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I kind of gave up on that, but, um, I'm really going to focus on the TikTok and the Instagram and the reels and that kind of stuff, because I'm trying to do like these, like quick videos, like attention grabbers more, so, yes. you know, yeah. so that's what I'm going to try to do, but like informative. And, um, so we'll see how that goes, but so yeah, TikTok eventually coming soon, um, <laughs> under construction, um, and then Instagram, we both divine force racing. Cool. Amazing. And finally, for our audience, say if they want to go self-employed or like run their own business, give us three top tips. Oh boy. Um, I was going to say five, but then I thought three to make it easy. Yeah. I mean, that's hard because I have an engineering career that I rely on, um, you know, that allows me to do both. I, you know, I would have to say, because like one of my best friends, he, he runs IAG, like he watching him, like you have to be passionate about it. Something that you were absolutely passionate about. Cause I remember something like, as you're saying this, like he tells me all the time, he doesn't ever wake up feeling like he's going to work, you know, like, sure. There's things that come up, but like, he just always says like, you really have to do something you're passionate about. And then my friend Gabby, who also does this on a social media level, Mm. I, I really think it's like really believing in yourself and pushing yourself and surrounding yourself with people that are going to constantly build and push you. And then I guess for the third one, have fun, because that's another thing she said is if you're not having fun, it shows on your content, you know, which is why you don't see me talking about electrical cars. Cause I will not be happy. <laughs> exactly. Like I can't hide it. I can't hide it. It's not. Sorry, I can't. So yeah, sorry. I would just say be passionate about what you're doing, have fun and surround yourself by people that are going to constantly build you up and push you out of your zones you heard it here first everyone that Devin is going to do a con- content creation special on electric cars there you go <laughs> right although there is nothing wrong although there is nothing wrong with electric cars we just want to put that out there they're going to be great for the world and they're going to obviously that climate change and everything along them lines but yeah if they're not for you they're not for you we discuss electric cars in here quite a lot don't we Deb and there's so many mixed mixed um reviews on that because I think Deb has a feeling on the two-wheeled um sort and I've got a feeling on the four-wheeled as much as my boyfriend would love a Tesla on the drive it's he's gonna stick to the BMW for now (laughs) (laughs) I mean I I think they they can there's pros and cons to everything um obviously I'm super biased because you know I'm a gearhead I love I've been obsessed with like motors forever you know what I mean like I I just or engines should I say forever um you know I just I can't see that on the racetrack like public transportation like my my boss for my company recently quit to go to um uh, Proterra which is doing like electrical like buses and stuff 
all right, here, I hear you. Leave my race cars alone. Leave them alone. No, they're like, I don't want to hear my wheels or tires, should I say, like running around. Like you need that. You need to hear it shift. You need to hear the blow off out. It needs to be loud, obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, there's a new sport um, here recently that I have seen on social media and they are now racing electric scooters. Yeah. I mean, I did that last weekend with my friends. Like we were half drunk, having a great time racing electric scooters. Does it count? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. No, that no, sounds it's, so it's, cool, it's um quite serious. Um they well, take it. And I thought it was a bit funny to begin with, and then I realized how in depth they actually go and I thought mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean I feel like I could appreciate that from an engineering point, like the pork on that and everything, that's gotta be insane. And they gotta be really coordinated to do that. I'm not coordinated enough to ride a scooter, so um probably why I'm half talking shit. <laughs> But like, no, that sounds, that sounds cool though. Good for them. That's awesome. On that note, all I'm going to say, combustion engines roll. Yes. <laughs> never die. Manuals never die either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. The fun bit. And Ellie always says, this is the hard bit for our guests, but I. Yeah, like I'm going to apologize now, um, Devin, for the next question. All I'm going to, I only accept the first answer only, but you'll find out. So before we go, as a bit of fun or Ellie's favourite bit, we have been asking our guests for their favourite song to listen to whilst they're driving, just before they're about to go on track, or if they just want to chill out and do a bit of meditation or something like that. Um, and we're building another playlist on Spotify for you to listen to whilst you're behind the wheel or tinkering on the car um, so yes right Ellie do this bit go okay right Devin what song are you going to pick and why drum roll um, please <laughs> yeah I see I, I this is probably a question that will change over the next couple months because I get obsessed with a song and I rotate um, I'd have to say, honestly, Immune to Danger by Hippie Sabotage. Like that has been, it's very uplifting, but it's also calming at the same time. It's really about like knowing your power and keeping the course. And it's like uppity, not uppity. It's like, it, it, I don't know how to explain it. I'm obsessed with Hippie Sabotage. It's like my, and I also just love everything. But um, <laughs> I, my playlist varies so much. Like you'll have Johnny Cash and then you'll have Slipknot in the next one. Like it's kind of extreme. But yeah, no. So Hippie Sabotage, um, uh, Immune to Danger has been my one that I have been obsessed with lately. <laughs> I'm going to have to have a listen to that. Because yes. <laughs> this always happens. If we don't know, we have to listen to the song. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, I've found it. I've added it to the playlist and I'm like, yes. I've never heard of these before. I know. Yeah, I know. Normally it's like Taylor Swift or anything along the lines, but oh. <laughs> actually we've had a bit of ACDC on. Yeah, we have. Um, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. We have, we have yeah. a lot of dance music on as well. So yeah. Yeah. No. So what I did last or when I was doing HPDE, dude, I'd listen to Beethoven <laughs> like while I was racing. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like I was, it was so relaxing. Like, and it just kind of kept me focused because when you're racing, you don't want to have red mist. You know what I mean? Well, no. I mean, now I don't have a radio just to clarify for anybody. It's like, when you're racing, you shouldn't listen to anything. 
No, but when you're an HPD and you're nervous as shit, you were listening to stuff, you know what I mean? And like, I still had a radio at the time, you know, and I could hear, yeah, I could hear it over my car at the time and just listen to, to Bach, you know, and stuff like that. And I'm just like, relax. <laughs> Some of my older YouTube videos, you can hear it. <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> like it, like it, like it, like it. Well, everyone, you're going to be able to listen to this song if you've never heard it before. And hopefully it's going to be to your musical taste or you'll pick up another genre that you like. Now, oh, the final bit, the bit that me and Nelly don't like, where we say goodbye. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Yes, it has taken us a, a bit of a while to get you on, but I think we've just got the timing right for this um it's just aligned and we've managed to get you on you've been a very informative guest the the amount of detail you've gone in has just been phenomenal and i am just looking forward to your next step in progression in life so i will be keeping an eye out on your socials um because you will get better at social media um every day is a school day isn't it ellie uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. It was such a pleasure talking to you. Oh, no, Likewise. thank you. You've been fab, Devin. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I don't know about you, Ellie, but I really enjoyed that chat with Devin. Um, we know that our listeners are going to go away and start using some of the advice and the different concepts in incorporating in the daily routines from this episode. Or they might even start thinking about starting their own business or company just through a passion that they already have and they just want to have fun for the rest of their lives. If you think you'd benefit from some additional support, then we would recommend in getting in touch with Devin. As always, if you want to show some of our podcasts, then feel free to like and subscribe, plus leave us a review or share your favourite episode on your stories. Thanks for listening to the Be Velocity podcast and stay tuned for next week's thrilling episode. If you know someone who would like to get involved in building our global community or would like to get involved yourself, then you know where we are. And it's goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. Bye. Engineered. Driven. Created.